Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Thanks again for joining me for another episode on my Gutsy Ladies podcast. And this topic, it's great if you have chosen to listen to this because I'm thinking there is a curiosity in you about what what epigenetics and what that whole term and what that whole business truly means, but the impact with which it can have positively to help you to glide through midlife, which means for me that you also understand <laughs> that right now you may feel like you are not gliding and what I would call grinding And grinding through midlife to me felt like every effort with which I was moving forward with with my health was just not easy. It wasn't easeful. And a huge part that helped me when I started to deal with this was about befriending my biology and um, befriending the biology that was going on as we navigate perimenopause and menopause. But even for my gutsy gents out there, You know, you guys go through some significant changes with regards to testosterone. So learning how to befriend your biology is just as important. And in fact, the whole um, learnings and sharings I'm about to give you with regard to epigenetics does not um, distinguish whether you're male or female. It's as useful for either. So what we are going to talk to, well, what I'm going to talk to about, talk to you today about and share is how I used epigenetics, um, like where it came into my life. And it was as I was starting my training for my ultra marathon in Bali in 2023. And um, I'm going to list, like give you three key areas in my life slash health where getting this new understanding in epigenetics and my profile helped me to not just glide across the finish line, but most importantly, recover as well as I possibly could and glide through the seven months of my training. And and essentially this um, levelled up understanding around my health and my health profile and um, how I could use it well has just given me such an extra level of performance that I just really wanted to share about it. And the other thing is that I've, whenever I've shared to any of my gutsy ladies or any of my clients about the concept of epigenetics, I've really noticed there's a curiosity and humans do naturally want to know more about themselves, how they work, how they think, um, how they operate. And, um, you know, this field of epigenetics is reasonably young. So learning about it now is um, really cool because we've got a long way to go. So I'm going to talk about what epigenetics is and my journey with it, the three key areas that I've it's definitely helped me. And I'm also going to encourage you, if this is of interest to you, please check out 
all the details of my biology reset um, retreat coming up in New Zealand in late July. I'm co-hosting it with an epigenetics expert, my running coach, Neil Wagstaff. And to go and spend three full days immersed with Neil would simply be one of the smartest things anyone could do when they're you know, curious about epigenetics. So if this is at all resonating, make sure you um, to click on the link um, in the show notes and book a discovery call with me. And we can go through and check if this retreat is a good fit for you because there's really only a handful of places left. So, okay, what is epigenetics now? I'm going to tell you my take on what learning about epigenetics has been. Um, you can go and look up to get for more detailed information of it. Um, but I want to keep this simple because when I looked up to get a hell of a lot more info on it, there was still a lot of scientific-based language around it. And I find if that's all humans have got to go with, it can get confusing and people switch off. So how I have come to understand epigenetics is that essentially um, we have external factors like our environment that can influence our gene activity and gene function. And in the new science of epigenetics, what we've learned is that these external factors can have an impact on what genes are switched on or not switched on. And for example, if you have in your DNA sequence some genetic um, material, which if it was switched on would lead you to diseases such as cancer, then would it not be more useful to be able to um, be able to express your genes in a more healthy way and in fact not switch on those genes that are actually going to lead you down that path? And that is, it to me, that was the basics of understanding that we now know more, and the science has proven this, that there are ways that our environment and environmental factors, um, such as food, such as lifestyle, such as stress, will impact um, the expression of our genes. And the other piece about epigenetics is that when you understand your own epigenetic profile, and I'll come into that in a minute, this allows humans to get an in, in more individualised um, understanding of their own profile and and what how you are best to use your environment, operate in your environment to express the best genes for your health. And so basically humans that get this better understanding will have better health outcomes. And that has absolutely been my experience. So that is it in a nutshell. It is a reasonably new science. And the other thing I love about um, the way that I've worked so far with epigenetics is actually using a product called PH360 and um, the app that's linked to it, which I access through my running coach, Neil, um, is the SHAE wellness app. And this whole piece of machinery is fully powered by AI. So I'm just putting out, <laughs> it's about 10 years that this business has been operational. It is based in Queensland in Australia, which I just love. I mean, I had to go to New Zealand to be exposed to this whole business and then realised um, it's based in Queensland. 
but it is a full virtual company. It's a full technology company. It's a full health company. And it has taken all of the um, engineering and um, ways in which AI works for a really significantly positive outcome. So I'm just putting it out there. Not all things about AI to be scared of. And some of us have been playing with AI without even knowing it for years. So how did I come to it? My journey with epigenetics came through um, Neil Wagstaff. As I said, he was my is my running coach based in New Zealand. Um, and when he and I met, one of the things I asked about, because I knew that um, there was some profiling we could do. So would it be of benefit for me for my ultra marathon training? And he said, look, not all clients have to do this, but I think if you did it, it'd be really cool. And for me, I'm a lifelong learner. I love learning more. I find that the more you get to know about yourself, um, then the, basically the higher you can perform um, and better and more rich life gets. And that was exactly what happened. So we did like there's a whole raft of testing. Um, none of it was blood related, <laughs> but we did, um, you know, waist uh, body um, measurements. We I answered a heap of questions about um, how I was born, where I was born, like what happened with all of that. And then there was, um, yeah, just some other really interesting physiological and um, body markers that were questions that were asked of that I answered. And Basically, that all went into a system and it gave me my health profile and I came up as a diplomat. And without going into a lot of detail, because that's not what this episode's about, this episode's to give you some, you know, an overview of my journey with it and see if this gives you insight to wanting to know more. But by understanding that I'm a diplomat profile, it led me to look at every aspect of my life linked with this understanding, things such as the foods for me to eat, but also um, my fitness regimes, but most importantly, what times of day to be actually exercising and and, and am I better off to be doing cardio versus um, uh, sort of high intensity training versus strength training. But then what elements of my lifestyle needed to be considered, what elements of um, mind-based activities, what about the place in which I live, what about my social um, environment, and then also what about my work environment? How was I actually expressing um, what they would class as your genius or the talents that you really enjoy to express? So it is a full function um like a very holistic approach to a person. And it, as I said, it I am I'm absolutely believe that my intention to glide over the finish line when I finished my first ultra in May this year, that was an intention, but most importantly was also my intention to glide through my training. And these next three things that I'll share that I learned through really understanding my diplomat health profile, not only was I able to glide through my training and across the finish line, but it has absolutely helped me to recover in a very, very quick time frame. And not all of you listening have any desires or wants to do an ultra, but here's the thing. I see that 
every single day that we are still living in the midlife and beyond is a version of an ultra. <laughs> you know, we um, life throws lots of curveballs at you. We are there for the long haul, not the short term. And so learning to understand your own health profile and all of the tips and tricks that have come with it um, is absolutely going to better how you um, not just survive through midlife and beyond, but thrive. So the number one big change for me was that when I looked at my health profile, the power hour that they ask you to look at is when is your hormone regulation happening? And as a diplomat profile, my hormone regulation and where I'm regulating my um, temperature but when I'm sort of how I look at it with hormone regulation is when I'm resetting my whole physiology is between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. So one of the biggest takeaways is was for me between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. to make sure at the very least I was still resting. At best, I was still asleep between 4 and 5. And under the profiling that it's done, it's actually expected that diplomats have slower starts to their day and that will bring on less stress to my body. Well, how's this? <laughs> in my early 40s, and in fact up until I knew this profiling, my bent had always been to have early morning exercise, full blonde, and it was not uncommon for me to be basically alarm set for four, training by 4.30, finish by 6.37, and then getting on with my day. So the absolute antithesis of what my profile was telling me to do. And I'm not going to say there wasn't resistance. There's a part of me going, are you serious? Have I, have I been literally doing it that ass about? Um, and I didn't feel that I had any major health impacts for it. But as you know, I made the um, commitment and investment to explore this epigenetics, so I thought I'll give it a go. So my alarm is now basically set for 6 or 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, the first time I said it, it was like, are you serious? But very quickly, giving myself permission to have a slower start in my mornings, getting out of bed lazier, in my opinion, more restfully, more mindfully. And of course, I can do this now because I do, I am an empty nester. Um, but just doing all of that was actually really, really easy. Cutting across, switching across into this mode of operating absolutely helped me to find myself in a better frame of mind as I started my days um, my body responded really well. I felt I was just, I don't know, I found life was just a little bit easier. And when I actually recognized that it was about hormone regulation and my hour of power was between four and five, well, knowing that I am, I'm still in the perimenopausal phase, but coming into menopause, how important is it that the, the hormones that I still have left operating in my body to give them the best chance of functioning at best just made sense. So it 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 really shifted things for me. And on top of that, the expectation was that for my health profile, that I would actually only wake up in the morning and have sort of hot water or even just a cup of tea and then not really eat anything solid until after 8 a.m. Once again, I 
slipped really easily into that pattern. And it has, I, I know um, for my weight management, I'm not going to say weight loss because I wasn't looking for that, but for my ability to actually manage my weight and feel better in my body, um, eating around 8 o'clock just makes more sense to me because I'm not waking up desperately having to fuel my body with food, which then is basically kicking into my metabolic state and then basically putting a stress and a load on my body and that knowing that that's my profile. So number one, an easier, slower start for my profile as a diplomat. You may not be a diplomat. So if you're interested in this, make sure you find out what your profile is. And um, But if you are, in, if you find yourself to be a diplomat, that's one of the big changes that happened for me. And it really, life just feels easier doing it. Number two, I mean, as I said, um, we delve into a lot of things around food and what, what sorts of food to eat. I've played with that. I haven't been rigid with it. I've noticed when I eat the foods and under the app that comes with the profiling, um, I've got recipes I can access every single day. It's been phenomenal. Um, when I eat the food that is um, sort of highly recommended, I definitely feel better. So there's no accident with that. But the second thing I want to talk about was um, about movement. And the big piece about this was I, um, as I said, my training had always been that four, you know, alarm at four, 4.30, 5.30, and then basically have it all over and done with. And also I was doing probably more um, quick, fast, um, the high intensity stuff when I was doing it. And the weird bit is that my body profiling really enjoys slower endurance activities, but also my body absolutely loves strength. What had I not been doing anything of? Strength, because I found it boring. Interestingly, once I changed the tempo of the start to my day, I now find myself, like even though my ultra is over and I'm in sort of more a tape, well, it's not even a tapering, but more a recovery phase, I have managed to continue to do my strength training because I found my body actually responds well to it. Funnily enough, as a midlife woman, bringing in strength training to this body, particularly as my um, hormones have been reducing, it's vital, okay? It's like, it's not negotiable. So, you know, that has helped enormously. But the other piece to it is also recognizing that high intensity HIIT training is actually very stressful for my body type. And if we want to look at it in context to weight management, when our bodies are in high stress mode for long periods of time, we will hold on to weight. Now, as I said, I haven't done any of this training in the last seven months for weight loss particularly, but of course, I want to maintain a healthy weight. And that has been seamless through this process. And I have got rid of high intensity out of my world. And um, and someone go, yeah, but you've just done an ultra. I did it using math heart rate training, which is low, low, low heart rate training, which is long, slow endurance. And if you're going to be a runner in midlife, you have to add the strength training, which I was. So really interesting, shifting into that more long um, with strength is best for my body type, but I've also found it to be, it feels good when I do it. 
So quoting from my <laughs> beautiful mother and daughter, Judy Reynolds, who um, shared recently at the age of 80, what's the secret to her looking honestly healthier and happier at 80 is if it feel good, feels good, do it. And that's what I would say using my health profiling under the epigenetics has actually things just feel better, feel good in my body. And, you know, you know that you're on your path, on that right path if it's easy and feels good. So the other thing around that with movement was that also my best times to move my body based on um, my hour of power being 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., is to actually do it toward the end of the day, so between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. That was a huge change for me to go from doing um, morning exercise where for me it was like tick it off, get it out of the way, get on with my day, bringing it in at the end of the day. But once again, I found the transition really easy and I found it that doing it in the afternoon allows me to unwind from my work day and that becomes something that lowers my stress levels. So go figure. <laughs> All um, sort of fitting in as a beautiful jigsaw. Now, the third area I'm going to share was another real aha. And um, I it came in with regards to using my health profile with my um, social lifestyle, but also place, the environment which I surrounded myself in and also how I express my talents. Now, I made the decision at the end of 20, what are we in, 23, 20? So end of 21, um, when I, you know, my whole contract with the mining industry all completed, that I would absolutely shift my attention to building my coaching business outside of workplaces. And that was a, that was a very big decision for me to make. Um, and rebuilding a business at 50, at that point, 55 years of age was like, wow, another reinvention. But, you know, I figure I've got decades ahead of me, so why not make a business that I love? Now, the elements to my work where I get to have lots of lifelong learning, I get to share my talents with other people, but in a way where I get to listen and I get to help people notice patterns in their behaviour and their thinking, believe it or not, these actually marry in really well with the profile of a diplomat. Amazing. But then another thing is the style of work that I'm currently doing where I have online-based work, I spend good chunks of my days, um, you know, four days a week, working on my business, not necessarily in my business coaching, where I'm exploring new ideas, I'm using uh, like creative talents, all of these things, and also have major autonomy where I get to pick my day, pick my hours. All of these things are very important to a diplomat and will lead to less stress in my life. So what I find really interesting about this third point is that I had been following some inklings that this style of work worked best for me. It was once I understood my health profile and could see it written down, it was like, wow, that makes sense, that makes sense, that makes sense. So in actual fact, this whole um, business shift that I've currently done has actually been a, a more easy framework for me to make a living. 
Now, those who know of me last year, there were some high stress levels in that. Now, they were based on a whole raft of lack thinking, which I've addressed this year in 2023, and so episodes and podcasts are coming up about that. So that was not related to my job per se or my work. That was related to my perception of my work, and that's another important thing. So the the three key things that I hope you've got, the three key changes or um, yeah, the three key learnings for me around using epigenetics to glide more in midlife was one, this slower start to my days, eating after 8 a.m. and um, basically making sure that I was asleep through my power hour of 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. And then the foods that I was choosing and leading to more slower endurance events rather than high-impact training, bringing in strength training, and then most importantly, having a work style now that marries in with the talents that I have and how I want to express myself in this world, all of these have melded absolutely perfectly to help me to glide in midlife and beyond And I want nothing more than that for you (laughs) as a midlifer. So if this has got you curious, as I said, I am um, co-hosting a retreat um, with um, Neil Wagstaff, my running coach has got this very, very strong background. Um, So he's done all his training through PH360 in epigenetics. But what Neil's going to share at the retreat, like number one, you get to be immersed, you know, three days we're all together. How cool is that? And you're with like-minded people that are all curious about their health, curious about ways to maximise their health through their environment and getting to understand themselves better. The other piece is that Neil is going to share a lot more in depth about what what epigenetics is all about and how you can bring it into your life and a lot more case studies than me of the value. But then I'm there co-hosting with him because I'm bringing in, um, basically I'll be sharing my, you know, four laws to mastering midlife, which is, you know, setting real goals, um, like real goals, R-E-A-L goals, befriending your biology, cleaning up your crap, and building your custom toolkit. And I'm going to be sharing some really cool tools to add to your toolkit, such as yoga nidra, such as um, ice baths and breathing techniques and being able to use those tools based on your health profile. Neil will be doing some um, uh, some sessions with those who different health profiles are going to be wanting to be doing more um intensity such as going do some running on a beach or exploring things like that and um, so you get to not just learn the theory with us at the retreat you're also going to be able to um, experience it and act on it and of course I've got such a heavy background in habit um, my, um, basically habit change I'll help you set up you know a really simple habit action plan for when you actually leave the resort and the retreat and on top of that we have our third host which is actually Kyron Goss who is my health and sorry my wealth coach and basically my business coach so you know this retreat is for anyone out there who is listening who knows that if they could get 
back on track or get on track for the first time ever really well for their health, they recognize that that's just going to lift their performance to another level and help them to glide through midlife. So if it's of interest, make sure you book in a discovery call with me. Um, Retreat information is all in the notes. And I I really cannot wait to go and do this full immersion, um, full face-to-face event with um, so many people that are choosing to be there because they want to better themselves. And that was one of the great takeaways for me out of my recent um, Bali Hope Ultra experience. You know, I did that with 25 other people and looking around the room on the final night, someone said, how amazing it has it been to be in the space with people who are all here because they want to be their best selves. And that's in essence what I see this retreat is going to be about. And, you know, one of the best ways to get a gutsier, richer life in midlife, it's to make sure that your health is top notch. I look forward to hearing what feedback on this episode and um, yeah, please make sure you get out there and learn more about this because this field of epigenetics is just young. I can't wait to see where customized health programming and support is gonna take all of us. Have a cracking day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. Are you ready to recharge your life? Are you slipping towards burnout? Or maybe you're already there. (laughs) Make sure you grab my free guide called Heal from Burnout and Recharge Your Life for some really actionable tips that I learned the hard way. Click on the link in the show notes of your podcast app. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.